0: Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 233 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about your student loans. Uh, And I think this is very, very relevant, especially considering uh, that the legislation on keeping you from making payments on your student loans uh, is about to run out uh, later on this year uh, now it may be extended may not uh, but i think it's important for us to talk about your student loans and get you prepared uh, for the moment when you have to start repaying them if you haven't already jumped back into that place where you are repaying them actively uh, but i want to talk about your student loans i want to talk about the impact that student loans are having on the lives of individuals in the u.s uh, and I want to talk about specifically uh, public service student loan forgiveness and why this particular avenue that so many people would love to take is not working out for student loan borrowers. So I'm gonna talk about all of this and more in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things that I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Uh, Just message me on any of the major social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And we can begin working together in financial coaching, pushing you towards your long-term financial goals, and then ultimately pushing you into a place of long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single person uh, who is watching or listening to this show on a daily basis. So student loans, we already know, are a plague on our society, right? Student loans are a huge, huge, huge issue because it's just so much debt that is, one, not being repaid, and then, two, uh, this debt is, uh, you know, just crippling the lives of so many individuals uh, who are going to school and many of which aren't even receiving some type of degree on the other side of those student loans, right? So student loans are doing so much harm and very, very little good, right? Uh, And this really leads me to talk about Uh, you know, what we can do about our student loans, what we should be doing about our student loans. Um, And this comes from somebody who had student loans, right? I graduated from my undergraduate degree and I had student loans. Now those student loans are now paid off, uh, but I did have student loans as well. So I know what it's like to have to repay student loans. I know uh, what the student loan process looks like, uh, and I understand that it can be crippling, and I understand that it can be something that seems very daunting. The amount that I had is nowhere near the amount that I see other individuals having, and uh, it just makes me really, really worry about those individuals and their ability to get ahead financially over the long term uh, if they have this large amount of debt that is crippling them uh, and continuing to pull them back, because this amount of debt, is in fact pulling individuals back. Uh, The average student loan borrower in America today, right? So I'm just taking uh, the total student loan debt divided by the number of uh, the borrowers outstanding. Now, the median may be quite different than the mean, but the average, right, the mean amount of student loan debt is $38,255. Now, let me put this into perspective for you just a little bit, right? That's $38,255 relative to the total amount of consumer debt that individuals hold on average, which is somewhere around $90,000 per household. Right? So when it comes to you know, cars, when it comes to credit cards, when it comes to medical bills, when it comes to uh, student loans, right? student loans take up over a third of the debt that most individuals hold. Now, why is this? Because college is so darn expensive, right? Uh, College is so expensive that people think, you know, there's no way I can go to college unless I take out a student loan. Now, that in and of itself is a myth, right? You can go to college without taking out student loans and you can get a good job without one, ever going to college or two, uh, you know, taking out student loans in order to do so right you can get a good job but the problem is people don't want to take the harder path people don't want to take the more difficult path they find it easier uh, to just borrow the money they find it easier To just sign on the bottom line for student loans. Because now more than ever, we can see uh, that a college degree does not necessarily guarantee you a job. It doesn't mean that you're going to be in a place where you can actually um, provide in the marketplace. It doesn't mean that you're going to be in a place where you actually have any applicable skills uh, to the area that you want to be doing work in. Okay. Uh, Yes, college is necessary for many, many degree fields, for many, many uh, areas in which individuals work, but it's also unnecessary in a bunch of areas as well. Uh, And so I think that society is kind of starting to figure that out, especially with uh, the student loan epidemic just uh, ravaging. Many individuals and many communities, uh, where people you know don't have enough money to just pay for college straight up, right, and they don't know any other way than to just take the student loans and go on about their lives. And just to give you an idea of how big a problem student loans are, right, before the pandemic, 11.1 percent of student loans were 90 days or more delinquent or are in default, right. So over one in ten student loan borrowers, right, is either actively not making payments, right, or uh, they have completely defaulted on the loan altogether, right? They aren't making payments. They haven't made payments, right? Uh, Monthly student loan payments, though, were halted as a part of the pandemic relief measures, okay? So this is something that I want to really get into today because uh, in October, based on what legislation says today, says now, in October, uh, you're going to have to pick up paying your student loans again if you haven't been already, right? Student loans have been in a place where uh, you haven't had to pay any interest on them. Uh, The interest hasn't accrued. You haven't had to make your payments, things like that for a year and a half now, okay? Now, that doesn't mean you couldn't have made payments. That just means that you did not have to. But when October rolls around your student loan uh, lenders are going to expect you to, you know, start divvying up that student loan payment again. Okay. And this can be problematic for a lot of people, especially those who have gotten comfortable without the student loan payment, because I would venture to guess, this is uh, just conjecture. This is not fact, but I would venture to guess that a lot of the individuals who realized that they don't have to pay their student loans uh, decided not to. Okay. But they didn't do it in order to get out of student loan debt. Right. They didn't say, "Okay, I'm not going to pay it for a while because, uh, you know, I lost a job or because uh, I can't pay it. They stopped paying it just because they didn't have to for some period of time. Right. And they've been spending that money on whatever else it may be. And now it's going to come back around that you have to make that five hundred dollar a month payment that you have. uh, And when you have to make that payment and you haven't been making it and you've been spending it on frivolous things, uh, your spending might have gotten out of whack which is problematic, right? If your spending has gotten out of whack uh, and you're not used to making a payment that you will have to make in the future, uh, then you can be operating at a deficit uh, once October comes around because you're still spending money in the same way that you have been or you, you expect to spend money in the same way that you have been, yet you have to make that student loan payment or... You just absolutely forget that you have to make student loan payments in the first place, right? Uh, You may get to October and not realize that this is the case. And this is part of why I'm talking about this today because I want you guys to be aware of what is coming, right? But you may be in a place where October rolls around and you haven't been making payments and you just forget and you don't make payments. Well, guess what? Uh, That is going to be problematic for you. You're going to have to pay late fees. You're going to have to pay accrued interest. Uh, you are going to have problems with those student loan lenders uh, that are going to be coming after you, okay? And I don't want that to happen. I don't want you guys to be in this place where you are crippled by student loan debt. I want to help you to get out of student loan debt. I don't wanna help you to get out of any consumer debt because debt is a strain on your cash flow. And what larger strain on on cash flow do we have uh, than student loan debt? Student loan debt is keeping people in their parents' homes longer because uh, these individuals don't feel like they have enough residual income to go and live on their own. Right. Uh, It's subsequently leading to marriages that are happening later and uh, childbirths that are happening later or not happening at all uh, because individuals don't think that they can start their life at an appropriate time right they don't think that they can do things in the traditional way because they are crippled by the death that they have and i want to give you guys hope i don't want to give you guys hope but i also want to give you understanding i want you to understand how the system is working i want you to understand uh, exactly what you need to do to get out of this cycle of constantly having debt and constantly uh, being in this debt cycle with these student loan lending companies. I don't want you to be in this cycle any longer. Because uh, you know, a big thing in the news, a big thing that uh, has continued to be uh, a point of contention in Congress and uh, in the White House has been student loan forgiveness. Right? Uh, a lot of the, the Democratic candidates, uh, especially, said that they would enact student loan legislation that would forgive student loans. And uh, many were talking about up to $50,000 of student loans, which would help out a lot of student loan borrowers. Okay, But uh, there's just a couple issues with this type of legislation, one of which that I don't think is taken into account very often, uh, is that you are disproportionately helping individuals who are making higher salaries, who are making uh, larger amounts of money by, uh, you know, forgiving student loans, right? Uh, because just naturally, a college graduate makes more on average than somebody with just a high school diploma. Okay. And on average, most college graduates have student loan debt. Okay. And so naturally you have this causal situation where, uh, if you have student loan forgiveness, you are forgiving debt for individuals who make more money uh, than the average individual so when you're trying to help out more individuals at the bottom right that is the the big word right oh we're trying to help out all these poor uh you know individuals who you know they they need all the help they can get and and undoubtedly some people need help and some people need uh, student loan forgiveness uh, in their life it would make a huge difference and it would help them to pull themselves out uh, of the negative situation that they're in but There are also a ton of people who are just working class individuals who have student loan debt, who make more than the average person in America and make more than the average household in America today. And if you forgave their student loans, you would not be helping the bottom. You would be helping the middle to top, right? Uh, And so it would disproportionately help those who make more money. Now, I don't think this is taken into account in a lot of cases, but the, the big realization is that student loans are a problem. Okay, that student loans are an issue uh, in our world today. And the one thing that they refuse to even put on the table, anybody refuses to put on the table, and I cannot for the life of me understand why, is that we should get rid of student loans altogether. Nobody's willing to put that on the table. And I wonder why. I wonder why nobody's willing to put that on the table. Well, maybe because colleges and universities, they are bringing in more money than they ever have. They've been able to raise tuition and fees consistently right, and make more and more money because uh, the students basically have unlimited borrowing from the federal government in the form of student loans. right? Students can just borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow. And uh, it's no problem to the universities because the universities are going to make their money. Right. This is a problem. This is an issue. Right. Not to mention in Congress, they're constantly talking about forgiveness and constantly talking about, you know, being able to to set it up in a way where, you know, you won't have to pay some of your student loans or college will become free or whatever. Well, I don't see college being free on the horizon and I don't think you do either. Right. And if you were to forgive student loans, uh, you are forgiving loans uh, for individuals who maybe could actually pay them. Right? and yet are choosing not to, or uh, they you know, haven't had the financial discipline in order to pay the debt that they owed, like a lot of people have. A lot of people like myself have paid off their student loans. And I'm not saying that some people don't need help and some people don't Um, you know, stand to benefit from the fact that they would get student loan forgiveness. I'm just saying that there are are a lot of individuals who can pay off their student loans. Um, I would say the majority of individuals who have student loans can pay them off and can do so in a reasonable amount of time, but have not had the financial discipline in order to do so. And so if you forgive student loans, what about the individuals who have actually paid off their loans, right? And don't make any more money than the individual who is sitting there with that loan and just making that minimum payment, right? Uh, What is is fair about this what is fair about any of this but nobody wants to say let's stop the program altogether right because if you stop the program then what would have to happen uh, then a lot of people could not go to school because uh, there would be a lack of money available to do so but that would be also a short-term phenomenon because uh, the, again these colleges and universities have been able to raise their prices systematically that goes right along with the fact that you can take student loans out But if you can no longer take student loans out, then these colleges and universities are really going to cut a lot of the fat and they're going to decrease their costs in order to get enrollment up and in order to make money again. Okay, and so what would subsequently happen is the cost of college would fall off of the face of the earth. Okay, you would have uh, a lot of individuals paying a lot, a lot less Okay, so, yeah, people may have to pay out of pocket, but a lot of low income individuals could still get grants. They could still get uh, the federal help that they needed in order to go to school, because undoubtedly it would still be uh, some level of expensive. OK, but it would take college and bring it down to scale it, bring it down to its actual value. Okay, Because right now, college is way overpriced. University is way overpriced. You're paying way too much, taking out way too much debt for way too little upside. And we believe that there's this huge, beautiful, bright upside. And in some cases, there is. right? But that upside is far more dependent on you. It's dependent on your drive, dependent on your work ethic, dependent on your skill set than it is the value of that degree that you walk away from that university with. Okay, that's where uh, the value proposition is really muddied, right? There's this uh, disconnect between what is actually valuable and what is perceived as valuable. And university education is way overvalued at this point, okay? And so the fact that it's way overvalued, the fact that a bunch of people have to take out student loans or quote unquote have to take out student loans or and do take out student loans, right? People are looking for any way that they can get out of their student loans without having to pay them okay and this is uh, just natural right naturally you would like the path of least resistance to get out of your student loans all right so one of the ways and a way that I would like to talk on just a little bit uh, is the public service student loan forgiveness now uh, this in you know the way that it works seems like it would be a good option seems like uh, this would be a good way to pay uh, as little as possible on a large amount of student loan debt and still get your student loans forgiven Okay, but an article came out uh, just last week that said just 5% of people who applied for public service loan forgiveness have qualified. Okay, so we'll dive a little bit more into that. All right, so uh, this article goes to talk about uh, this one uh, girl who she made. of these student loan payments right Uh, 120 payments is what the public service student loan forgiveness says that you have to make 120 consecutive payments Uh, and she thought that she would get her debt canceled but she didn't and they came back and said it would not be the case that she would be able to get her loan forgiven okay so this program or what it says is your loans must be federal direct loans Okay, your employer must be a government organization at any level, a 501c3 non-for-profit organization or some other type of not-for-profit organization that provides public service. You need to be repaying your student loans in one of four income-driven repayment plans, which these student loan lenders, they offer income-driven repayment plans. And then by the end, you need to have made 120 qualified on-time payments. Okay, so... These requirements seem straightforward enough, uh, but the federal government and these uh, lenders can really muddy the waters, okay? So to begin, what you need to do is you need to check that your student loans, uh, if you are on this type of payment plan, uh, that they are on the type of payment plan that they uh, talk about and that your employer is one that qualifies here, okay? And then you would also have to make sure that you're making all of these payments and not missing any payments and not... Um, you know, being just given the runaround by your, uh, student loan servicer, right? You need to make sure that you're making the payments in line, but what's the problem with this forgiveness, right? What's the problem with this type of forgiveness, 120 qualifying payments. Well, so how often do you make a payment once a month? Okay. So there's 12 months in the year. So that means you have to make payments for 10 years in order to get out of these student loans right? They forgive your student loans after you make 10 years worth of payments. That sounds ridiculous. Okay. Let's say you're making $400 a month in student loan payments. Okay. And you do so for 120 months. That's $48,000 in student loan payments that you decided to make. Uh, in order to get your student loans forgiven, you could have just gotten your student loans paid off and done it in four years or five years or you know three years, two years, whatever uh, it may be, and been in a better place uh, than trying to get your loans forgiven in this way. Any time that you rely on the federal government or any governmental entity uh, to step in and save you. There are going to be problems and there are going to be stipulations right the fact that only five percent of individuals have actually gotten this public service uh, student loan repayment done uh, and you know been qualified and actually been accepted uh, and that student loan was forgiven right the fact that only five percent why would you even try to do this well it shows the desperation of people in the USA, it shows the desperation of individuals uh, who have these student loans that are crippling them, and they think to themselves, "I would rather make this payment for ten years and just get out from under this thing, uh, than you know actually go and try to live my dreams and make more money and do more and actually get these things paid off." Because this means you have to be in a job that is not likely to provide you with a whole lot of upside over a ten-year period, right? You have to work for uh, either a governmental organization, which You know, I'm not talking bad about governmental organizations, but we know a lot of them that are not very efficient and not really good places to work, right? And or a not-for-profit organization, which just honestly, I'm not saying working for -for not-for-profits is a bad thing, uh, but just honestly, that's typically not a high-paying gig relative to some private sector job, okay? So you're having to get less in the way of pay, get less in the way of a good workplace and the job that you want to do over a 10-year period. 10 years. That's a quarter of your working life, right? Over a 10-year period just in order to get these loans off of your back. Not to make any big progress financially, just to get these loans taken off of your back. And that is crazy, all right? We don't need to be buying into the idea that these different student loan forgiveness plans are the way to go. The best way to get your student loans paid off is for you to pay them off. And you may be thinking, Dylan, there's no way I can pay my student loans off. How could I pay student loans off it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever well it makes sense if you do it in the bounds of the financial action plan because what do i tell you in the financial action plan first you need to be budgeting and this is the biggest part of the financial action plan because if you don't know where your money is going or where your money is coming from uh, then you're going to wonder where it went okay so you need to know where your money is going budget cut your budget down to the bare bones right Uh, cut it down to uh, just the needs that you have uh, and very very little in the way of any type of wants. All right, uh, then you should simply be saving up a small emergency fund of one month of expenses. Okay, that would be the second part of the financial action plan. If you have, uh, you know, some workplace employer-sponsored retirement account uh, that has a match, just take the match. Don't invest large amounts. Just take the match because we like free money. Okay, but then what do you do? You pay off all consumer debt. Now, this means that we're not investing or investing heavily. This means that we're not saving any extra money in any other places. We are getting out of debt. Okay, and just think if you allocated all of your money, okay, that was not going to your needs towards paying off debt and you had a little bit of a buffer in the bank and you were just getting your debt paid off. All right, you would have a lot more money to pay off your debts. And a lot of individuals who do this, Right who actually do this type of plan uh, Dave Ramsey has a very similar type uh, of plan right his uh, baby steps uh, he talks about most people get out of debt in 2 to 3 years max okay and you could do that too and that's not just student loans that's student loans and credit cards and cars and you know all these different types of debts that individuals may have Right, but you have to believe that you can. You have to throw large amounts of money at these debts and keep throwing it and throwing it and throwing it, and not just you know making the minimum payments over time and uh, doing the the bare minimum and going out on the weekends and spending a lot of frivolous money. You have to be bare bones and you have to really bear down on these loans because if you don't do that, then they're going to stick around. And that's the last thing that we want is for these loans to just be sticking around in our lives over the long term. We want these loans to be out of our lives. And the fastest way to get them out of your life is to pay for them yourself. Pay them off. From just a a basic financial standpoint, right? If you borrowed money anywhere else, you borrow money to to own a car, right? Say you bought a $25,000 car and you borrowed $25,000, which I don't recommend. I'm just saying, let's say you did that. What are you going to do? you're going to pay off the car eventually. Now, whether it's making the payments, you know, systematically, or, you know, paying it off in a lump sum or whatever, you are going to have to pay off that car in order to keep that car. Okay. In order to own that car. Right. In a similar way, if you put stuff on a credit card, right, you're paying uh, for things with a credit card, you're going to have to pay that credit card off. Right. In neither of those situations are you going to be looking around going, somebody please help me pay uh, this debt that I decided to go into. Right. What's different about student loans? I'll tell you a major difference. A major difference is we signed up for them when we were uh, 18 years old and we didn't know what we were doing and we didn't get a lot of good uh, help from our parents who uh, also thought that student loans were good debt. Right. Uh, And student loans are absolutely not good debt. Student loans are horrendous debt uh, and they will stick with you for a long period of time. The worst debts are the ones that stick with you for a long period of time and continue to keep you from living your dreams. Right now, all debts are bad, but the worst debts are those. And that would be just the epitome of what a student loan is. And so we need to be realistic and we need to understand that the best way to get out of student loans is to pay them off. Okay, you need to bear down and you need to have uh, some discipline. You need to take responsibility for an action that you took. You took the action uh, of borrowing this money to go to school. Take the responsibility to actually pay it off, okay? It's a good moral exercise. I borrowed the money. I should pay the money back. Not I should sit around and wait for somebody to help me or uh, like those individuals who are delinquent or defaulting, just choose to not pay it at all. Now I know some of those individuals are in financial hardship. Uh, that's a different thing, right? But some people just aren't paying their student loans because they're sh- you know kind of going on strike against them, which is crazy. It's absolutely crazy that that is the case. We need to be paying on our student loans and we need to get out of them as quickly as possible. That way we can live our lives. That way we're not stuck in our parents' house. That way we're not stuck not wanting to live our lives and get married and have kids and uh, you know go get that new job or go move across the country or whatever your aspirations are. Right? We don't want our student loans to hold us back from getting to those things that we aspire to. Okay? And the way that that's going to happen is by you paying them off quickly and paying them off as quickly as possible. Forget that there's possible forgiveness. If forgiveness comes, accept it with open arms, of course, right? But you shouldn't be working towards forgiveness, okay? If forgiveness happens on a federal level, if Joe Biden signs a bill that says, hey, you know, we're going to forgive $50,000 of student loan debt and that gets you out of student loan debt, fantastic, right? Uh, But you have to understand that in them doing that, that's still going to require some responsibility from you to not just say, Oh, yay, now I can go spend all my money in another place. No, it now provides you with the freedom to move forward. That's why I want you to get out of student loan debt as quickly as possible, because it will provide you the freedom to move forward in your financial life, because this is such a crippling and large debt for most individuals. And let me just tell you, if you have not been making payments uh, since the uh, you know moratorium has been on for the last year and a half, Right, you have missed out on an opportunity. You've missed out on the opportunity to be paying on these loans with no interest, uh, and that's a huge deal because interest compounds daily. Uh, on student loans, which means that uh, those interest rates, even though they're you know not typically super high, uh, they can really compound and, and create some real large interest over the course uh, of a year or multiple years, right? So you've missed out on that opportunity to be paying on them just in principle. And you've also been missing out uh, on the opportunity to get rid of them, uh, especially with you know stimulus checks. Uh, and some people actually needed those stimulus checks to live, but a lot of people got stimulus checks who could have used them on anything. And some people took them and went and bought frivolous things when they could have paid off debt uh, with it, right? Uh, You need to make better financial decisions. Okay. That's really at the root of all of this. You think that borrowing can help you out uh, of your issues, of your problems. Borrowing is not going to get you out of your problems. It's only going to dig up new problems for you to have. Okay. We don't need to be borrowing money. We don't need to be going deeper into debt. It's only going to create more problems for us. And you may say, well, then how do we even pay for school how do we you know go to school without student loans how does somebody who's going to school now stop using student loans right well you can do a lot of things to not use student loans i don't know especially if you're a a traditional college student of you know 18 to 22 23 year old range oh you can work and pay for school right oh that's a novel concept right working to actually pay for something you can work to pay for school, right? You can uh, apply for every scholarship out there, which most people don't do. Most people don't take advantage of all the scholarships they could get. And I'm not talking about from your school. I'm talking about from your school plus the thousands of other scholarships that are out there in the universe to take advantage of uh, if you apply and write the essays or whatever. So you can apply for scholarships. You can go to a two-year school. And I know there's a stigma that going to community colleges uh, for losers and people who aren't good enough to go to a four-year, no. Going to a two-year school is actually a smart thing to do because guess what? In most states, uh, you can go for free, right? And if you can go for free, that's two years of free school. You can save up the money in order to go to the four-year or get a scholarship to go to the four-year after you go to the two-year. Uh, for two years, right? And you can go to the four year for two years and get a degree with very little cost to you, right? Uh, These are things that you can do, or you can work for some time and save up the money and then go to school later. You don't have to go on the traditional timeline. Okay. You have to understand that this is not the only option for you. Okay. If you don't have student loans already, if you're, you know, going to school right now, and maybe you do have student loans, but you're going to school right now, this is not the only option. Okay, you can take other options. Those other options are difficult, right? But you have to choose your sacrifice. Nothing worth attaining is easy. You choose your sacrifice. Your sacrifice is either uh, that you are going to take the easy road now and yet have to pay for that later in the form of the student loan debt. Okay. Or You sacrifice now, you work hard now, you try to get uh, as much money as you can to go to school and go to school without any student loans, and then later on you have the freedom to do whatever you want with your money. Look, I understand that student loans are a problem. Student loans are a big deal, and I'm really trying to motivate you guys. I'm not trying to talk down to you because I had student loans too, and it's difficult to get out of that place where you have student loans, but I want to motivate you guys to get those student loans paid off. I want to motivate you guys if you're in school or you're going to start school, stay out out of student loan debt, if at all possible, and understand that the value proposition that is offered by a university uh, is negative ROI to you if you are taking student loans, okay? So just understand that fact and understand uh, that if we sit around and wait for forgiveness for our student loans, Uh, then we are likely to be waiting for a long time Uh, and even if we're not waiting for a long time there's still a lot of issues uh, with that forgiveness and the forgiveness might not cover everything that you have okay so this is a very nuanced issue it's a very big issue but i want you guys to be aware that come october once those payments start back you have a choice Your choice is to continue along the line, just trudging along with making these minimum payments and keeping your student loans around forever, or you can really take a stand and get your student loans paid off and move into a place of financial freedom over the long term, and that's what I want for you, and that's what I can help you with. So thanks for watching this episode. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave your review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things that I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Uh, just go on any of the major social media sites, send me a message and say that you are interested in financial coaching and we can begin sitting down in financial coaching sessions, creating financial goals that are specific to your situation and helping you to attain those goals and then ultimately pushing you towards long-term financial freedom. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.